Hi, I'm Amanda Cage, CEO of the National Fund for Workforce Solutions. Welcome to the state of our workforce. Where are we now? Each month, we have a conversation that goes beyond the Department of Labor, Employment and Jobs numbers to explore issues at the front, forefront of workforce development. Today's guest is Kelly Aiken, the Chief Program Officer at the National Fund for Workforce Solutions. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Amanda. It's great to be here today. Uh, it's great to have you. According to the most recent Department of Labor numbers, things are looking up. Employment rose by 943,000 jobs and unemployment rates declined, currently standing at 4.8% for whites, 8.2% for blacks, 6.6% for Latinos, and 5.3% for Asian Americans. For those of you who have turned in before, turned, tuned in before, uh, you know it's very important to us at the National Fund that we talk about this, these disaggregated numbers for unemployment because we know there are racial disparities and this situation is not being felt the same way across the country for different groups of people. But the bottom line is things look better. Um, so why don't we feel better? <laughs> It's a good question, Amanda, and I think that uh, the reason we don't feel better is because we have all been through so much. We have experienced trauma and toxic stress, and uh, right now it, there is so much uncertainty about uh, going into the fall with the Delta variant that it is hard to it's hard to feel excited uh, right at this very moment. And we know, as you said, that there are many communities um, and individuals who have experienced this in very different ways. And so, whether you are um, a mom who is trying to navigate opening schools or you're considering uh, how to go back into a frontline position, um, there is a lot of a lot of worry um, at this stage of the game. We talked a little bit about feeling burnout and toxic stress. Um, we know especially women are not returning to the workforce. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that impacts not just those women, but the workforce in general? Yeah, I mean, the uh, employers are are desperate for workers. We know that. And so um, as people are returning to work um, and try and people and employers are trying to entice people back into the workplace, um, it is we're seeing wages rise. But we know that a good job is not just about um, higher wages. It really is about entering into an inclusive workplace where we can all thrive. And so now is the time for employers to take a deep look at their practices and policies to make sure that um, they are uh, supportive and really once you get you've spent all that energy uh, getting recruiting people into the workplace you want to make sure that they're staying there so how do you create an environment where people can really thrive and so that's really where um, that that's the impact of people still standing on this on the sidelines um, and waiting to jump back into the into the workforce um, I love that you pointed out the, the issue of wages, because we have seen a, a, a raise in, in wages. Um, but at the National Fund, we have a, a more comprehensive approach to job quality and about how we support our workers. And part of that has led us to do some work around trauma-informed practices in the workplace. Uh, we recently wrote a guide, and I would love for you, um, Kelly, to share a little bit about, uh, about that guide and about what we mean when we talk about a trauma-informed work workplace. 
Yeah, and, you know, this guide um, has evolved over time. We started this pre-pandemic, um, but now it's become even more important to acknowledge and recognize uh, that we've all experienced trauma and that, uh, and, and particularly we bring that into the workplace. And so our new guide uh, is really uh, an opportunity to for employers and workforce development pr pr practitioners to, to learn more about what we mean by toxic stress and trauma, how it shows up in the workplace, um, to learn about practices and policies that really can um, address um, some of the issues, uh, as well as um, learn about employers that are, are really doing the right thing. So uh, when we look at, when we talk about job quality and we align it with trauma, um, we really see that um, there is an opportunity to increase um, the amount of safety and trust that people feel in the workplace. Um, the peer support and sense of collaboration that exists within the workplace, uh, that that individuals are empowered and have voice to um, to express what they what they need, and that there is really a focus on cultural and gender inclusion. So those are some of the factors um, or some of the principles of trauma informed practices that align with our approach to job quality. Um, and you know when we think about what we what we want employers to do, it's really about training managers to recognize that when somebody shows up late or they're absent or that they have a hard time controlling their anger, that there is not necessarily something wrong with those individuals, but there has been an experience that leads them to have those behaviors in the workplace. Um, and we are really encour encouraging employers to think about um, how, how to create a, a workplace that is inclusive and can, um, can, can help people thrive in that space. And I know you recently talked uh, to you, you recently did a presentation around this trauma informed care. Can you talk a little bit about what the reception was from employers? Yeah, there was a great reception. Um, it was a, um, a presentation to those to HR professionals um, who are trying to understand um, how to tap into their uh, employee assistance programs and um, and train their managers. So we talked a lot about um, some of the, the the process in which an organization can become trauma aware. Um, can really understand, become sensitive to what's happening in the workplace, um, how they implement changes, and then uh, and put those practices into place. So overall, we got a great response. That's great. Um, we work with a lot of employers who are doing the right thing, and we've done some employer um, profiles on these employers. Uh, employers really developed a deep sense of empathy. Uh, they created policies around emergency financial assistance, increased safety measures, flexibility uh, with scheduling. And I just really want to encourage folks to look at some of these practices that employers have done. Uh, we created a frontline forward series where, you, where we profiled these companies, where you can uh, see what they've done on our website. And we really just want to encourage people to go to our website, check out our trauma-informed care guide, and check out our frontline forward series. Um, as we go into this next unknown around uh, what's happening with uh, the Delta variant and as we think about reopening the, our uh, offices and as we think about what's happening next in the labor market. Um, and I just want to thank you, Kelly, for taking the time to talk to us today. And thank you all for, um, for tuning in.